it's Andrew Jones and welcome to Tune the Cud, Season 2, Episode 8. How are you, Neil? I'm very well, thanks, my friend. Everything going well? Yeah, yeah, Ready not for too another bad. podcast. And... Well, yeah, it's 2024. I know we, it? we said it, but obviously the last one, uh, the January one, we recorded before um, Christmas. So, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you've had yeah. a good... Um, a good season um, uh, up till now. But anyway, um, today our guest is Neville Loder. So good morning, Neville. Good morning. How is everyone today? <laughs> Hopefully well. The sun is shining today. So that's <laughs> always a positive. That's always a positive. So yes, our guest today is Neville. Um, as we've spoken about, we want to add a few farmers uh, to the mix this time round. So Neville has kindly agreed to come and talk to us. So thank you, Neville. That's okay. Um, so Neville, I guess we've been blessed around here. We had Catherine come and speak mm. to us, um, back last summer. Yeah. Uh, and like Catherine, Neville has won the Farmers Weekly Dairy Farmer of the Year, I believe back in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Very proud of that. So you mm. should be, you and your good wife, Sue. Yeah. And, um, so really, yeah, we thought we'd get Neville to come in and talk to us, talk a little bit about how he got in. Um, to, to get to where he was and then where he's gone since then so I guess really over to you Neville and um, where did it all start? Well I, I come from a sort of farming background my father was a dairy farmer but too many uh, too many brothers and um, we were all encouraged to go and do our own thing by my mum and uh, it, I, I set off with my life got a little job on a local farm uh, it was um, basically a corn farm Yep. a sheep beef because um, I could milk cows at home so I thought I wanted to do, do something, something different, different. Yeah, <laughs> and that did, did me apprenticeship there did, did my time great experience went off to college and then um, whilst I was at college and I, one of my dreams in life was to travel and uh, so I was a, I got a um, I went to the workforce ship of farmers up in London and they sponsored me to go to America to do a, um, I went to Columbus, Ohio University for a period of time and then onto a dairy farm in uh, New York State, a little village called Oxford. And, uh, <laughs> and it was fascinating. Just well, so how, how different was it? Because um, around there would be smaller farms, was, wouldn't it? They, right? they, were, they were about 90 cows um, in the old traditional wooden barns yes. that you see on telly, yep. um, basically with the hay above, mm. all tethered. Um, basic and it, it was it was lovely it was just a bit like the vintage tractors with the two wheels in the middle yes yes um, and we were out there blowing up beaver dams because beavers they might, <laughs> like, they might be hugging them over here they do not hug them over there <laughs> and, that, and, uh, and it, it, it was it was a really good experience snow in the winter um and it, everything was of course they drove on the wrong side of the road yes. which was one of the biggest problems that i had was trying to drive on their right side of yeah. um, And then I returned home, worked for a number of people. Oh, sorry, how, how long were you actually out there? About a year. About a year, okay. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then uh, come back and I worked for a couple of cheese companies, um, packing cheese, making cheese, and uh, went back then back into agriculture because my dad basically said I had to get a job, so I grabbed whatever I could get when I got home. And um, I got bored whilst I was home and I wanted to travel again. I had the opportunity to go to Israel, to Kibbutz. Yep. And I thought, if I'm going to do that and give up my work and that, I, I organised then to go on to Australia and worked over there on a large, um, three large corn farms, beef and um, pigs, and um, travelled around 
uh, did it all on my own. I don't, I've got no hesitation. I don't hang around waiting for other people to join me because most of the ones that w thought that would like to have come didn't even go anywhere. So yeah. they've never gone anywhere yeah. since. Never hang around for anyone is what I've learned. <laughs> where, where, where in Oz did you go? Uh, mainly Western Australia, yep. um, down the um, Wheat Belt, yep. which is a sort of 300k inside of um, Perth. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, very warm. No, I've never, never, never been to WA. Best part of Australia, apparently. But <laughs> there's a bit of rivalry between the East and the West. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. And then, then, then on returning, um, basically, I thought I'd better settle down because I'm getting on a bit now. And uh, just worked for a local contractor, bought a few sheep along the way with a bit of grass keep. Um, and then I met up with Sue. Um, and uh, basically, the few sheep turned into rather a lot of sheep. And we had it. <laughs> all over the place probably in a 20 a sort of 15 mile radius of home um we got married um and the first thing and, and what i must state is the, the this is where it really went into overdrive when myself and sue partnered up but she would be the backbone of the business so i might be here is the mouthpiece <laughs> but yeah. i wouldn't have achieved it without her so when i keep yeah. saying i I should really mean we, we. yeah, <laughs> and that because I always get into a lot of problems. <laughs> but 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 oh, some of that is, and you know, obviously I noticed what you're more the speaker of yeah. the pair of you, and aren't she, you? Yeah, and she would be sort of the one behind the drum, uh, doing and, the things. And, and if anyone's done anything wrong, she is really good at sorting it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, 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 yeah. So we had the sheep. Um, I, I, I had also at this stage joined the special constabulary for Avon and Somerset so I was a special constable for uh, what ended up being over 20 years hmm? in the special constabulary um, and that was my other dream of what I would like to have done be a police officer so that's what I achieved it um, we had my, my, when my mother died there was a lot of family issues and so um, I, I made the decision that well, me and Sue made the decision that we would look to see if we get ourselves our own farm. And I also, at the same time, applied for even a Somerset Constabulary as a full-time police officer. Um, and somehow, it, they both came together at the same time. <laughs> um, I was accepted in Avon and Somerset, and um, and also we got our first Dorset County Council farm. Is that where you are now? Is yes, that where I am now. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I thought, well, I got everything I want in life, which is the farm. I continued on as a special constable, turned down the offer of a regular police job. Um, sometimes I wonder why, because <laughs> I could be now pensioned off. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so we, we, we went on and we, we, we sold, the, we had about 450 sheep at the time. We sold them, bought 21 cows. And um, you just, just started with 21 cows, cows, was it? Yeah. And Sue continued with her relief milking. Um, even when she was pregnant, she continued working, <laughs> literally. And, um, and we brought up three kids and we've turned the, um, the, the, the 21 cows now into 160 spring block calving herd. It's profitable. It gives us everything we want and I'm happy. I'm just content in some senses because I've got more than most people will ever have. Mm -hmm. But then let's take a step back to when you first started. Yeah. It wasn't a spring calving no, herd, no. was it? it I mean, it was, you know, we just grabbed any cows we could get our hands on for the whatever money they were yep, to a point, yep. usually cheaper. Um, and we, we just produced milk. 
the, the the biggest problem we have with anyone starting up is is cash. Mm. Um, the the bank won't lend to you <laughs> unless they've got a track record. If exactly. you have you've got a history of some yeah, kind. so somewhere along the line, and they they would lend us very little. So what we ended up doing was from the same bank that wouldn't lend me any money. Um, I got a credit card and I could borrow the money that I required on the credit card without any questions <laughs> asked. And um, that is how we did it. And then, then, then we discovered if actually, if I keep transferring that credit card from A to B and B to C at 0%, yeah. but we actually then treated it as a loan. Yeah. So every month we paid a chunk off. Chunk off. Yeah. A, a percentage off. Um, so, you, so you're just paying the transfer fee that every yeah, time you did yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Which, to start off with, it was you could do it for free. Yeah. And then, wow. then they cottoned on to people like me, I suppose, and <laughs> then they wanted 3% or something. Um, but it's still cheaper than uh, whatever it would be, yeah. 28 or yeah. whatever. But once, once we paid it back, suddenly the bank wanted to lend me money. Mm. <laughs> but it was the same bank that didn't ask any questions about the credit card. Although, uh, and and uh, yeah, we, we've... I've been fortunate enough. Uh, we've worked with our landlords, which is Dorset County Council. They, they, they've been, they have their moments, but they, they've worked very well. It's sort of we've had lots of little joint ventures, and I find that that's that's the way you've got to work with landlords. Yes, well, ultimately it's, they it's they own different. it. You've got to do. You've yeah. got to work with them. Haven't yeah, you? if they can see there's a benefit to them, and of course if I can make a financial benefit my my end and sometimes it's a no-brainer that you've got to put a bit in and they put a bit in certainly and that and uh, it's worked really well and yeah and one of the main reasons we entered the award was I, I was quite I got fed up with everyone that won it was someone that come home from uni to their family farm and they just kept going yeah just just suddenly they they were able to um expand it in that because of course they had the equity and the base mm. was there the, the base was there but you try getting your first farm is a lot harder than mm. to, to just come back and take something on and i wanted to demonstrate that fact more than anything so, so. so who put you forward was it actually yourselves or was it gerard gerard yeah. so so you should say that obviously gerard who put catherine forward yeah. and, and mentioned yeah. same same consultant yeah. that put you forward back in 2017 oh, right. yes, mr mr finnan yeah yeah so uh, yeah we owe a lot to him as well so i mean it's it's uh, sometimes you need the support but the the consultant before him which was caroline who took us on initially um so she um went off with maternity leave and uh, yeah, she she had the brunt of it because <laughs> yeah, she was trying to work put put a round peg in a square hole for most of the time. I think so. Because uh, you, you say you said with twenty one cows, but what was the farm when you first took it? It on? was basically a sixty acre uh, block of land, and, and and it is a super farm because the buildings and the the house sit in the middle of the block. Um, and after I think about three or four years, the neighbouring farm was amalgamated to complete the total ring block around the farm so we only have one road in which is the mm, trackway mm. to the we have no footpaths and everything i can access it sort of 360 yeah. so it's not the biggest of farms but it, it is brilliant farm because you don't have to travel anywhere you haven't got yeah. and nothing can get out it's, it's always on your property See, yeah 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 definitely it makes yeah. it makes a huge difference and doesn't I, it i mean land is a, is is a, is a premium around our way because there's lots of Exceptionally good farmers that are um, very aggressive, and uh, so you've got to sometimes be a bit smarter. <laughs> mm. 
and that, about how you come by it. But what made you then go from, as you say, you started to grab it all uh, and get going? What made you? What what pushed you, or what 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 was what made the conscious decision to go spring carving and go down that system? We'd, um, we'd we started going to a discussion group, getting them grazers, um, and that and there there was people there that were converting or had just converted to a spring block carving because that, that's that's a, that's a uh, let's call it specialist spring carving group, group yeah. isn't it? And that, we went along that, so basically. <laughs> We were quite nervous about going down the route because whether you're going to get your cows all in calf in that period of time yeah. and everything else and whether the wheel was going to drop off, whether you could financially do without the milk check through end of Jack, December, January time and things like that. Um, so what we did, we went to the, uh, we took the low risk route of having two blocks, yeah. which is a spring and autumn initially. Uh, and I'm guessing the cows were just a mixture of all sorts, yeah, or, or had you started to go a particular they, way? They, they, they were Frisian-y sorted cows. There were some Holsteins, and with the first cross, we sort of did went down route wise with basically a British Frisian on the Holstein. So yeah. they they became a bit hardier, a bit yeah. shorter. And then 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 when we sort of really went for it, we went Jersey on everything, and um, we well, myself and Catherine went over to Ireland and uh, bought an arctic load of um, cows from over in Ireland and had them shipped over here together. Yeah, crossbreds or... Yeah, crossbreds, yeah. they were nice crossbreds and, and, that, and that, that I suppose was the uh, jump off point because they were all going to calve February time. Yep. Uh, that was how we took them, I think that was the year that we, 2011, when we basically jumped off the cliff and went totally spring calving, what? tried everything off and there was no point of no return. What did you do with your autumn? Did you sell them or did you swing them round? Some or? we swung round, some we sold. What you thought was going to suit the system? The system. Um, that's why we bought. Yeah. Um, we had to speed the process up because from what we were learning from the discussion group and that sometimes the, the, the best way was actually to be pretty... Brutal. Yeah. Uh, to answer you, I've heard that from a number of people over the years, and you sort yeah. of say, what would you do differently? And they say, well, actually, rather than trying to do it over three, four years, whatever it was, to shift, yeah. they would just clear the farm and, yeah, and, start, uh, yeah. and start again and, yeah. and buy the cows they wanted yeah. rather yeah. than breed, trying yeah. to breed, breed the cows yeah. they want. Yeah, you can cheat slightly and use someone else's. And there's plenty out there and, and uh, to choose now as well. So, yeah. and, and, of course... The milk buyer, they, they want a constituent yeah. in their milk. So actually, we're not, they're not the highest yielding literage, but they're very high milk. So say you're, you're, no, I was just about to say you're local cheese priest, but you're not, are you? No, we're with Arla. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, I did know that, and it was but, just but, my brain but, went yeah, a minute. I mean, but they, they, they can actually process the, the fats and the proteins mm. they, 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 mm. with our milk goes into Cravendale present or Okay. So that's where we were on one of the specialist contracts. Yeah. And you've kept Jersey yeah, Holstein we, or Jersey yeah, Friesian. Yeah. Cross, yeah. yeah. We just, at present, we're, yeah, anything that looks, we're, we're, we're doing British Friesian on the Jersey assort, the yeah. looking ones, and uh, pure Jersey on the um, the Friesian ones. Mm. And, uh, so from, from anywhere in particular? Um, no, not really. It's just basically um, whatever. <laughs> I forget where we're getting them from. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, we, we have a plan. It, it, it's, it's not perfect. And because we're now having to milk record because of the new contract we're on with Arler, we're now, um, we're fine-tuning things. We, I mean, we don't want to mess with the system as such. It's just making sure that every cow is productive. Well, I think the bottom 10% are non-productive, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Are you you starting to, rather than it has been very much on the spring system, it's whatever bulls first is whatever gets uh, the replacements, are you starting to be a bit more selective and go, well, actually, she's not producing the kilos, therefore we're not going to... Yeah, she just goes to the beef. beef. And that's that's what we're doing this year, because my wife, Sue's, she's got the list of the ones that we're going to put to um, the replacements mm. and that and we're using sex now as yeah. well which is um, so yeah it's, 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 it's an interesting <laughs> I mean we're pro- we're probably not the conception is not quite as good but it's not bad mm. I mean we're, we're, we're probably with, with just, sex you talk yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. just over 50% we would be aiming about well, I mean 60% plus with conventional I suppose this year last year was about 58 Sixty percent with sext, and we would expect slightly better with um, conventional. The conventional, but um, which which we're more than happy with. Sure. So I now don't have to carry the pool cans. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You take that out of the equation; mm-hmm. it's huge. Yeah. yeah, And we basically pick them up in everything we want within ten days. So, and, and let's yeah. be honest, well, nobody really wants those jersey cross no, pool no, cans, no, do they? No, and we we have to ours have to be kept alive for a minimum of eight weeks. So we have to do that now. So, and yeah, it works really, really well. Um, it, the key is just keeping it simple. Don't keep messing with the business. If it's working, don't mess with it. And uh, which is very difficult because you start to get a bit bored. Because <laughs> you, you're just doing the same thing year in, year out. Because it's sort of, well, once you've got it right, it, but that's why we're just tinkering with. Um, the milk solids per cow and just basically picking the best. That yeah. makes sense. And getting rid of the rub because I don't think I can mess that up too much. <laughs> <laughs> and that is your cost though. If, if she's yeah. not producing that, yeah. she should. Yeah. yeah. And we, we've learned from dry years that if you cull out the bottom 10%, actually your milk goes up. That's right. Yeah. So basically it doesn't, it doesn't make any logical sense, but I think the general gist of it is that better cows then eat more. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so we call the wasters at the bottom. Yeah, they're yeah. just wasting. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, wasting the, it's the quickest money. way to improve a herd, isn't it? It's just it's, just yeah. take the bottom ten yeah. percent yeah. off. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and and the uh, and the other main thing is is the grassland. Mm. I mean, we we spent. I mean, when we did take the farm on, we probably reseeded over sixty percent in the first year. Oh wow, but that's because, a lot in the first year. Because I didn't have the cows. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought yeah. I I I've because I used to work for contractors and it's quite interesting. The ones that always made the money were the ones that always had the best grasses. Mm-hmm. And if you want a cow to milk, you feed it the best. Well uh, and, and if you put you can put on the same amount of artificial on a good lay. Yep. And a bad lay. Yeah. And, and basically you can still it just yep. doesn't same cost. Yeah. Same cost. So you get the same effect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And funny enough, I was having this conversation with uh, where I was yesterday and um, talking about grass seed, actually, because I was doing a bit of work for FWAG again yesterday. Yeah. And um, and what we've already been talking about with a podcast that 
we recorded earlier today, it's it's it'll cost you just the same for bad silage, bad grass, a bad cow, but you just won't get it out of it. And and like you were talking about grasses, I've had this conversation with a few people. The difference in cost between a mix that's top recommended to bottom recommended is what five, maybe ten pounds an acre. Yeah. But if you sit down and work it out at what your what your the extra energy on paper certainly that it's uh, going to bring having those better varieties yeah. of grass and therefore how much that's worth in milk, I can't remember. I've done it a few times over the last year. The difference is massive, and yet it's you're arguing over the fact it's going to cost you five ten pounds a bag. Mm. Okay, you could say it's twenty acres. All right, might cost you two hundred pounds. But that just magnifies up, and the, the return cost, is is massive. It still costs you the same amount to yes. cultivate it. Yes. So basically, the seed is minimal. Yeah. I mean, that's the way we look at it. If you and you aren't going to do it for another five years, so if you've got a, a rubbish one, yeah, yeah, you've got it for five years. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, uh, and, and what we because we measure our grass, as you know, a lot of yep. we all do. We monitor our grass growth. Well, I'm not perfect at this job um, because. Yeah, we sometimes we forget, but um, but we do have a pretty good good idea of our best paddocks and our worst paddocks yeah. um, for growth, and they're usually pretty shocking grass. Um, and you also see a yield difference mm-hmm. on the day. So some paddocks you can put a cow in, the herd in, and that and the milk will drop. Yeah. The yeah. following day you put them in somewhere else and it goes straight up. Yeah. yeah. And that so that's a pretty good indicator of. Yeah. And that's how I mean. And once you, because we're monitoring it all with basic skills, which is plate meters and just the, the, the tank readings, <laughs> yeah, and that we can soon work out. Well, I, I, which I know, ones to reseed? I know, I know. I, when I came home, I was milking for a farm not far from here, and and that's what I said to him. I said every time those cows go in that field, I and mean, he wasn't measuring or anything like that, that milk drops. Yeah, guarantee it every time, yeah. mm-hmm. and eventually it was. Oh yeah, so you say that's what got got yeah, received. You're still putting on the same amount of yeah. fertilizer, so yeah. which is it becomes so the, the cost of changing it actually will soon pay back. Exactly, and you say those weed grasses don't respond to the mm-hmm. to the fertilizer, no matter what you put on it. When I started my career, I worked for the University of Plymouthburg in KwaZulu Natal, yeah. and the professor that I worked under, Andrew knows the story, but he used to say to us that we're grass farmers. Who reap our product through our cows, yeah. mm. and what you guys have just said just it just so rings back to yeah. more than thirty years ago when this guy was telling me that it's, it's well, it, absolutely makes sense. But it doesn't matter what your system, whether it is a grazing purely yeah. grazing system or a house system, if the absolutely. grass isn't there, yeah, you know, That's it's going to affect what their grazing is or what their silage is. If the mm. quality is not there, yeah. It's just going to knock on, yeah. just keep knocking down That's right. the line. Absolutely, yeah. That's and what we, you're farming we, with. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we found that bad, I mean, bad grasses you age, you end up putting into the dung pit. Yeah. yeah, and you're thinking, well, that's a waste of time. Yeah, because I spent a lot of money making it and yeah, putting right. it in the cap to put it in the dung heap to basically spend even more money to, to put it back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I can people can get bogged down with science and figures, but I usually just look at the simple yeah. logic and basics. It's absolutely right. And, and yeah. that, and some of it is so obvious. Yeah, so the science might back it up, but usually, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but but earlier you said 
you know, you, you've got to do what's good for you and what's working for you, and then yeah. you've got to stick to it. And that, that's exactly the right thing, because what, what you were saying about science, it's not necessarily what works in your, no. in your specific case. Mm-hmm. No. And, and, I mean, we, 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 I mean, because my time in the police and everything else, I've seen, I, I was involved, I spent two year, or four years de- dealing with major incidents, so, so I've seen most things. And I've learned to appreciate family, yeah, everything I've got because I've been to, in, in, in St Paul's and Bristol, and that, and you see what they've got, and you suddenly realise I might not have the world's largest salary, mm. but I have a lovely lifestyle. Mm. I have freedom. I mean, uh, the, the, there was when we were up there, they have grids around the doors, so you got the door, and then you got these metal grids, and I asked what the metal grids are for. Well, they were put there because kids used to kick the doors in, go in whilst they were watching telly, and nick the TV. Yes, yeah. they're all sat there watching it. You think I don't have that problem right now. No, and uh, it, it is, and it's sometimes we we lose in in our industry we lose perspective of mm. if you can remember that the foundation of your life is your family, your friends, and everything around you, and your empire is worth nothing mm. if you haven't got that. No, sure. And yeah. sometimes I think we all lose perspective. Yeah. But that's, that's my little rant about, about, about sometimes it, it's... it's well, No, exactly. Every, every, you know, as you say, you've seen a, um, a different perspective to the world. And I mean, you and I have discussed it when, when yeah. we first met. Yeah. We definitely had a different perspective because you'd obviously uh, grown up in South Africa. I'd spent 10 years living in Australia. And I mean, I guess the classic we used to talk about was the NHS, wasn't it? Is yeah. people, it's, it's not perfect, but the NHS is a bloody wonderful thing yeah. and should be celebrated for what it is. And again, it's not perfect, but you know, you know, you just have to pay to go and see the doctor and, you know, and, and, and all of these sorts of things. There was a, in Australia, it was a bit of a hybrid system. So well, some stuff was free, but it's still, and people don't, I think, appreciate it because that's all they've known. They've never been elsewhere. And like you are saying in farming, people, <clears throat> that's all they've known. They've never, never been overseas, yeah. which is one thing you mentioned earlier mm. or they've not been in the police and, and seen some of the things that you've seen and I'm sure yeah. some of them are not the pleasant no. um, um, but you've seen that perspective and it's given you another perspective which if you've been on the farm and you, let's be honest we all know yeah. people like it the, the, some that are well dad farmed liked it and granddad yeah. granddad farm liked it and they've never seen anything else that's just that's all they know I mean I know myself just going to college that's one thing I liked about going to college was every week we went on in my third year we went on a different farm literally every week and you just saw something different and if you could just pick up something on every farm different it made that trip worthwhile yeah and and uh, yeah you can people just lose focus of and then that it, it, sort of to a point that's what I wanted to do I enjoyed the, wanted to continue doing the police workers because it made me appreciate everything I had. Mm. And once you start appreciating it, a lot of the problems go away. Yeah. yeah. But what you said about family is vital because we I've just been on a conference where the final sort of message at the end of the conference, there were a, there were a few final messages. Yeah. But the one was, is that we need to speak to each other yeah. because of mental health issues on farms. That, mm. and, and one of the, and Andrew and I have done actually an episode about We did a podcast health. on mental and, health, didn't we? Yeah. And, in the end of the day, we have to be speaking to each other. Now, if you've got that family system 
yeah. sorted and you understand how important that is, then that becomes a huge amount easier. Yeah. Than well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, farming can be quite a lonely, yeah. a lonely thing. Let's be honest, there are some who, myself probably a little bit included, who like that. Um, should we call it isolation, isolation. most of the time? <laughs> if you're a tractor driver, I used to, when I used to do the tractor driver, I yeah. thought it was a mobile prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it, it, can you imagine? I'd feel you're the same. sat in yeah. on your own yeah. all day, yeah. 12, yeah. 14 hours a day. And yeah. then I know sometimes Sue would come around and she said, so What are you up to up there? She said, You're waving your arms around and you're talking to yourself. <laughs> 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 well, no one else could talk to <laughs> Yeah, but you know, the, 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 some people like that. Yeah. But still, at the end of it, you still want that you, you connection yeah. with, with yeah. whoever it happens to yeah. be. You, you need to talk to other people. You need to be able to, and it's it is it's not that easy. <laughs> I, I can tell you a little story from the police. And, yeah. Um, I, I went to a burglary scene and had this old lady. Uh, she'd been burgled and that. And we, we and my tutor constable taught me some really invaluable things. First of all, he said, when you go there, you've got to understand you're there in your body armor and you've got your tasers and you've got all this around you. And they've never had a police officer in their house before. Mm -hmm. And you look clinical. Mm. He said, um, probably a bit intimidating as yeah, well. Yeah, it was quite intimidating, I suppose. I mean, what you used to before I put it on, really. Yeah. And, um, and he, he, he'd go in there and he basically, the first things he would do was basically say, well, we've had a busy day. And I'm, I'm really gagging for a drink. <laughs> Can I have a cup of tea? White one sugar. I'm really partial to chocolate cake, he said. And he said, she did chuckle. And he said, my biscuits are down. And, and I, I sort of asked him, I said, well, I was a bit forward. Yeah. I said, well, you got to understand, she's not, never had someone like us come in before. And that, and uh, but it's taken her mind off what we're here for. Yeah. So she's gone off and done that. But he said, what it does do is give us a chance to we'll go in the living room and we'll have a quick look around. He said, first thing you do is look at the photos. He said, well, that you can see is the daughter, mm. brother, son, whatever. And he said, when she comes back, I'm going to point to the daughter. I said, we've got a fine daughter there. Where's, where, yeah. how old she or whatever. Can we get her to be down yeah. with you sort of thing? Oh, no, he wouldn't do yeah. that. What, oh, what no. do you do? He'd, he'd, he'd come in and say, so how old is she? Is she got, and that, and that, and because it's, she knows the subject of her family 100%. Yeah. She would then start talking about how many kids she had. Yeah. And so on. Yeah. We'd sit yeah. down and we'd talk for about 10 minutes and then he'd turn around Lovely. and he'd say, right, we better get on with what we're here. And she was now calm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that, and then this old one I did was, she, I was in a rush and I didn't have the cup of tea initially because um, I did what I had to do and she said would I stop for a cup of tea and and, um, and I said well no I've got to go on and you you know when people disappointment in faces and I thought well I'll stop because she she, so she wants some reassurance didn't she what she what, what came out of this was quite interesting was I had the cup of tea and the biscuit and she turned around and she said you're the first person I've done for for months she said, all my family come in, think because I'm old, I yeah. can't do nothing. Yeah. So they do everything uh, for me. Yeah. She said, it's been a privilege to make you a couple yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Wow. And yeah. actually be of use to yeah. society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that, and I hadn't looked at that. So sometimes you've been over-generous to people. It's the perspective, isn't it's it? It's wrong because yeah. sometimes they still want to feel that they are needed. Yeah. It's, it's very important. I, I fully agree with you because it, it, it's often you let a person you give another person the opportunity to be kind to you yeah. is as good a gift as, as you being kind yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah. Just talking to them. Yeah. Like you said, talk, talking is one yeah. of the key things. And mm. and, uh, and uh, you, you, if you just talk and listen. Yeah. 
because most people don't listen. That's right. <laughs> That's the truth, isn't it? Most of us well, are guilty of that. Say, I was just guilty of it then because I was in myself jumping ahead thinking that's what he's going to say. But you didn't, did you? Neither on the both points, you didn't. And I yeah. should have just been listening. Yeah. 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 And, and, and yeah. That was one of the things that we were taught in the police. Yeah. Um, you've yeah. got to listen. And, and, and first day's training was basically they, they put us in front of each, each other so we're paired up. And we were told to look at each other and basically from that looking at each other, write down what you thought they did and where they come from and everything else. Wow, yeah. And we were 100% wrong on everyone. Oh, were we? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. never, ever judge until you no. sit down. Yeah. I, I, I do remember one for me very guilty one but used to be back in Venture Scouts so we're talking yeah. uh, a long time ago now thinking about it we were supposed to have I think it was the local was it Methodist or Baptist minister come yeah. and talk to us about something yeah. and this bloke walked in and I was there thinking who the hell are you he was there like DMs jeans whatever thinking I thought he's you know and then it was yeah. like he was the bloke and he was really great bloke to listen to but as you say it's that my initial thought was who the hell are you and I it yeah. never, has never left me <laughs> that I was so wrong with what my thought was yeah. to yeah. to what it was yeah because I mean, when you were going about mental health, we, we, we had the fortunate pr privilege last night to go and see Caleb up in mm, Cheltenham. Yeah. And that, my daughter bought, got some tickets, so we went off up there. And um, This is Caleb he, Cooper, we yeah, should say. And, uh, and Caleb Cooper. And he is so inspirational. I mm. mean, you see him with the Clarkson farm and that, but when you listen about where he's come from, because he comes from a non-farming background, uh, mother is a dog groomer, father is a, a builder. Um, was was there any farming in no, there at all? Not even grandparents no, no, or anything like no, that? No, no. Uh, didn't have a lot of money. Um, I think his grandfather bought him a few chickens and that's how he started. So basically a few chickens he'd sell the eggs for, bought more chickens. He said he ended up with about 250 chickens in the end. And um, and then, then um, he, he didn't go to school much because he, he didn't get on with schooling and he, he found a... His mother found him a job on a local farm, huh. and, um, and that's how he sort of started. He, he worked, saved, bought a little tractor, and then, of course, he worked on a couple of farms. The one farm where he's now with um, with um, Clarkson was basically mm. what, what he worked. The first person that owned that he worked for, and um, that's how he's ended up there. But he's now got a small contracting business yep. from his money, and he is so humble. Even now, he's, he's trying to promote the next generation coming in, which is great. I love to see. Mm. And to see these the enthusiasm that these guys, because I've come across quite a few young ones, and they're all, farming's difficult to get in at the best of the times. And that, but some of these guys find a route somehow. Well, I guess part of why we sort of start, thought of yourself initially was because I've obviously heard you, speak yeah. with sue before and how you started and i know as you say you came from a farming background but there wasn't uh should we say the help to get to where you yeah. are now and the fact that you you've managed it to go from as you say some few sheep and it yeah. just grew and grew and grew and i've heard the story probably in a bit more detail of juggling credit cards yeah. and, and and sweating to get by <laughs> and, you know but you've managed and then you've yeah. won farmers weekly dairy farm yeah. of the year yeah. so again to me that's another hopefully inspiration to some of these yeah. people and as you say the next generation so, yeah. but you've you've done that yourself yeah. and then i, I want to see more and more people continue to do that through the, the youngsters and that and it's just their enthusiasm and ways they find around 
some of the problems that we can't see as you get older. You can't you yeah. know, sort of get a bit fogged with the vision of how to get around it. But they find, and they do frighten me sometimes. Cause yes, yes. Yeah, the energy yeah. that they have, and you think, God. That's right. Yeah. Going to steamroll me in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are your children back on the farm now? Uh, yeah, we got three children. Um, what the eldest has just come back, or she's been over to New Zealand, Australia. Um, she went, went went with the view very similar to when I, I went off farm. I can milk cows at home, yes. so she worked um, in New Zealand, AIing horses and embryonic transplanting. Wow. this stud over there and then um, moved to to Australia and worked as a, a groom at Elliston Estate on Polo Farm over there or Polo Estate over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, because all our kids have dyslexic struggled and that side of things. Um, so we had two simple rules I educated our kids with. Be punctual for your work mm-hmm. and do the bad jobs well. And that it works every time. If you just stick to those two basic rules, yeah. and, that, and she did that, in particularly in Australia, did, did did her job well. Within a week, she was promoted to basically being groomed to a Pacific Polar player and spent her time over in Australia, travelling around with the horses all over Australia. Oh, wow, what a that. privilege. And so basically, she was paid. What an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. she's come back and... and I give her a due. She she sorted herself out with a job when she got rolling fleeces for a shearing gang, and um, applied for another job. She got the application slightly wrong for the job she's at now. She ended up um, applying for the job for cutting up the meat for the ke- at the kennels, oh, yeah. and um, well, she thought she was applying for a job as a group. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and when they got there to the interview, they 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 realised what the mistake she had made and. Uh, in the chap that is employed he said well you're not going to work for the hunt you're going to come and work for me so he's working she's working on a dairy farm as a groom for the horses that they have there and um she's relief milker milking initially but they discovered that she was actually very talented at that <laughs> so they made her a lead milker so she sits as a team leader with the they milk 400 cows and uh and um yeah, she, they sent her on all sorts of different courses, and I think they've, or this next week they've offered her a house, so she's moving in now, actually going to leave home and move in. So she's and she's only 22, she, so she's That's done very well, but she's just worked really hard. And, yeah, the middle ones, they're working at a local, um, at the Newt, which is basically a, a fancy... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. ...estate yeah. in the bakery department. Again, basically, she does... The five o'clock shift in the bakery department but no one wants to do that so she, she, mm. she's open open for yeah for she, you there. yeah yeah <laughs> and then the, and the youngest is 14 coming up 15 this weekend and mm-hmm. uh, yeah he's he's mad about farming good practically brilliant and yeah. that but he, he he'll excel so but yeah you can have all the qualifications you want but but uh if you don't work yeah no i agree with what you've said it's so important especially doing the, the hard things well or the yeah. difficult things well. Yeah, well when, when, oh, when, when I was in Israel, true. when I was in Israel, the, the, what the kibbutz I was on, they sent me to, they had a fiberglass factory, so all the volunteers got put into the fiberglass factory, so I was grinding ground, hammer handles down, just grinding the ends off. And I think I did two and a half crates in a shift. And, uh, and um, the next day, or at the end of the week, end of the week of the shifts, the, the guy that organised all the work 
placements within the kibbutz because I could go on to the up into the Golden Heights working on the beef ranch or in the chicken sheds or wherever. Mm-hmm. He said um, it takes an Israeli basically a day to do half a crate. Mm-hmm. You were doing two and a half crates. <laughs> <in the show. laughs> And, uh, and he said, all the other departments have realized that you can, you work. Mm-hmm. They watch you. Yeah, yeah. So you can go wherever you want. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I went up into the Golden Heights working on a beef ranch. I bet you did. And, yeah. and, uh, and I had all the luxury jobs. Yeah. And it's only because I put... Because you put the hard work, work in. Just as you say, like yeah. your daughter put the hard, hard work, work in, in and then got the benefits yeah, put, of traveling yeah. around the country. The same, I worked for Lumberland Cheese. I started as a production operative. I was there eight weeks, and suddenly the manager said, the CEO, Field and Pierce, wants to see you. I said, so I've done something wrong. And he said, no, 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 just go see him. So I went up and see him. He said, we're promoting you. Mm-hmm. I said, I've only been here eight weeks. You've got guys who've been two, three years. Mm-hmm. He'd been here eight weeks and never been late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, the yeah. job we're offering you is basically, you've got to come in two hours before them, open up, start the pasteurizer up. Get it all going. Going. Because if you haven't done that, mm-hmm. they don't work. Yeah, yeah, they can't. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it, it just goes to show that was and my first rule that my first employer taught me was punctuality. Punctuality, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Most of the things that you've actually just mentioned, I've, I've actually heard in a podcast done by guys, um, our performance podcast. And that, it's amazing what you're actually saying that that's what a lot of those most successful sports people and, and, and punctuality is one of it. Yeah. It's, it because it's also a sign of respect. It's a, yeah. you get the job done because you've got all the time in the world. And yeah. I'll always find that if I'm five minutes oh. early, I've got five minutes to, <coughs> I hate being late. And, and, yeah. if, and that one occasion, the odd occasion you are because of traffic, or whatever. Yeah. To me, even if it's two minutes late, yeah. I will, I think I'm going to be two minutes late and then often, more often than not, you're not, but you think you're going to be. I will leave a call or message and say, yeah. apologies, I'm going to be late. And I think that means nothing, but you hear from so many people that people will turn up five minutes late and don't even blink an eyelid at it yeah. and it's like just basic respect yeah, yeah that's right yeah. and that's, that's the way I run my business basically I'm organised it's planned it's mm. because I, don't, I like to be in control yeah I mm. do not like being the business controlling me that's, no. that's one thing I've learned from the discussion group and Gerard and that is we've taken control of our direction rather than let the business Directly. Yeah. Well, well, on that point, because we've wandered wonderfully, don't yeah. get me wrong, but we started with you, You, ju- as you say, jumped off that cliff yeah. of that uh, first spring carving, yeah. going back to yeah. that. What were your thoughts at the time? Did you think, oh my God, what have we done? Or did you, or what were the lessons? Pa- it was or? an initial panic, because once you put the dry cow tubes up, you know you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got, yeah. And I've got no milk or income yeah, yeah. for so the next eight so, weeks so or whatever it was. Then you hope that the PD was right. And whether you're going to survive. But the, 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 the first striking thing that we found when you stop milking is all your bills disappear. It's quite frightening yeah. on how much you need to spend to keep rolling. To keep rolling. Like yeah, chemicals, yeah. Yes. the electric bill went from at the time. 300 pound about 50 quid yeah and that is all these little things that you take so while you've not got the income you've also not got the expenses yeah and and then you get quite clever because you don't order anything until February yeah and that and well Bill won't get the bill until March so basically hopefully you've got some money coming in and and, and the other thing when we did start up when coming back to, to, to that was we were quite honest with our suppliers 
And it is amazing. I mean, because we explained that we aren't going to pay our bills on time. And we explained that before they sold it to us. And, yeah. yeah. So they had two options. They could walk away or supply us. Yeah. No one walked away. They all supplied us. And um, we did catch up in the end. And uh, But what was really, really interesting is partly we still paid quicker than a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> But we find that when you come to talking again, yep, yep. negotiation and actually explaining to people your situation will get you out of a hole. Yeah, you will. You will get paid. It's just because we're going to basically have no income. January, February really kicks in. What yeah. March, April? Yeah. that's when we'll catch up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but if you only got to talk to people, and it gets a, you haven't got the hassle of them wanting to know why. Yeah. They know. Yeah. You've been honest with them. Yeah. They've had the opportunity to say, no, I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. And that, and, you, and actually, it takes all that pressure off of yourself. Oh, and then you can... But these are little things that we've learned. A, and, because and I didn't have the money. Yeah. Well, yeah. I this pressure off them as well because they know and they're not then going... Sure. Yeah. Mm. Why aren't they paying me? Oh, I've got to chase them. Nobody hates chase. No. Nobody likes chasing for money because everyone feels awkward about it. They're, I'm sure, more relaxed about it as well because yeah. you've had that conversation. Yeah. You, they know, mm. they're, they're informed. They know what's happening. It was the same with the landlord because we, we struggled at initial to pay the rent on time. Or well, we pay. And so what we did is we basically went to them and said, "Well, well before the rent was due, yep. we're going to struggle because we knew we did proper cash flows and budgets because of Gerard and Caroline. So we actually had we knew where we were. Yeah. And so we could actually present them with a plan before. They chased me. It was all accepted, and we stuck to it. And uh, mm. it, it digs you out of a big hole. Mm. But because I talked to them, I didn't have a problem. And yeah. they actually respected you because yeah. Whereas if if you'd done nothing, and then on the day it was due, you were or, late, or, or, or had three, the, three yeah. weeks later when they're yeah. phoning you up, what's up? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and, uh, and that's 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 the way I got away with a lot of the things I got away with is because I was actually open about my situation. Mm. And uh, and um, we we still are open, and uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's it was great fun. I don't want to go back there, again. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I enjoyed that. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and but like I said, we wouldn't have been where we were if it wasn't for Sue, as well. Mm-hmm. And I must emphasise that and there was a lot of other people along the way that helped us as well. And it's quite interesting. They were probably the same sort of people that were in the situation we were in back and on. So they weren't the ones that, I would say, some of them necessarily weren't the ones that could have helped or should have helped. These are people that just come out randomly yeah, out, of, yeah, yeah. out of the, the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Out of no, I still can't sometimes understand why, but it's quite, quite humbling mm. that they've done that. But I can't return that, so that's hence why I do some of the things I do now. I can't return that favour to them. Yeah, be paying forward. But I can pay yeah, yeah. to help someone else. Yeah. And we've done that, and we, we still do do that occasionally. Tremendous. And, that, and that, that, that gives me more of a kick than mm. milking someone over, as one would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Farming is a great industry to be in. And there's a lot worse. And I think we don't promote it well enough. No. Um, and we don't promote our, and we underestimate our own abilities as farmers and as an industry because we're a lot more talented 
Heck yes. Yeah. <laughs> then people give us credit for. Yeah. Well, exactly. There's still the image sometimes of the old country bumpkin and, and it ain't like that anymore or it shouldn't or it, you can't afford for it to be like that anymore. Yeah. You, it's a business and, um, uh, but yes, you're right. I mean, I guess it's what we, some of the reason we do this is, is hopefully we certainly one or two of them. We hope that people outside the industry will as well. So we've never mm. tried to get too technical when we do have something technical. So people outside of farming can listen to it as well. So hopefully like when we've done, you know, the, the feed recycling one, or I know yeah. the, the, the current one, which is the environmental farmers group yes, one, absolutely. I've tried to sort of say, I hope people outside will listen to this. Cause actually mm. that's, I think a really positive story that how they've come about and what they're doing and what they're achieving. It shows that when farmers get together, they can achieve some wonderful things. Things. Oh, yeah. and, and 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 we need to promote this to not just amongst ourselves but outside the industry because far- let's be honest farming does get not quite a lot yeah and I think it's an easy target yeah, it is. It's it's exactly. easy yes target. yes um, but but yeah there's so many in even in our local area that are doing so much quietly under mm. the radar mm. and that for, for communities or, or whatever and that and um and don't brag about it. Just quietly get on with it. Do it. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was like listening to Caleb last night. He was his his video for his song and everything else. All that's to raise money. So for I, I don't like sheep, isn't it? Or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I don't blame him on that one at all. Actually. Yeah. But, but it's all to do. He's, he's doing that to raise money for a rabbi. Yeah. Yeah, and he's set up these scholarships, uh, bursaries, sorry, for people to go to ag ag college up and locally up where he is, and that and. It, it is hum- it's just nice to see that this is happening mm. that's all he wants to do is promote the good parts of agriculture because well let, it's let, just... let's be honest him and Clarkson have done so much in terms of raising yeah. the profile for agriculture it's massive what mm. he's mm. done they yeah. really have done an incredible job you know people are... and people have actually taken notice yeah mm. which is which yes. is actually the the, the the most important thing beforehand, people just didn't take any real notice of it. Because mm-hmm. I know I've had one or two outside farming say to me at the end of the first season when Clarkson sits down mm-hmm. and works out that what was it he made absolutely not a lot for all that effort. <laughs> and because uh, I got to be honest, I remember when it first started, I thought, oh here we go, this is going to be Clarkson. He's just going to spend money left, right, and centre, and all you're going to get is, on machinery, you get people going, oh bloody farmers, all they've got yeah. is you know spend money, money, money. But it wasn't. Charlie gave Melissa said, right, this is what you're going to get. This is the sale you're going to, and this is what you're going to buy right. and the price. Right. I thought, oh, oh, and then it went. And he said, then when you got to the very final one, he's like, well, I did this for whatever it was. And he said, so basically, I've not really made any money. And Charlie went, yeah, pretty much. And the people have had conversations outside of farming with me about that. And it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not all. I mean, you know, it's it's. it's was it a friend of mine used to say at college? Um, f- farmer owners are asset asset rich, cash poor, That's and right. tenant farmers are cash rich and asset. Porn. I know you may disagree with that, but yeah. but that's what he always used to say. And they're right. Is is while they you know farmers perceived to be they've got all the land, they've got this or that. It's all tied up in the business. Mm. Yeah. Well, assets assets would also be the cows. But I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. So I mean, in, in the business, whether it's land yeah. or yeah, cows actually, or machinery, and then it can be an absolute noose around your neck when yeah. you're looking at succession, and that's a whole different ball game again. Yeah. 
and, and I've come from that as well. So yeah. it, 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 it's not an, not an easy one for a lot of people. Well, I mean, there's an asset. I remember there's a council farm came up uh, for tender, I'm going to say two, three years, must be at least three years ago now, not a million miles away from here. And um, like you talk about a millstone around your neck and the previous tenant, they'd invested rather a lot of money on technology and to make that work, they needed collars. And where are the yeah. collars? <laughs> oh, they went with the previous tenant. So how's this supposed to work? You're expecting whoever's going to come in to pay whatever it was, £30,000 yeah. over the next five years, given where milk price was at the time, it's something like 20% of their yeah. potential income or whatever it was. I can't remember the exact figures, but it was a, a significant amount. And then you, to make it work, you want them to spend another five, ten thousand pounds to get the collars to make it work. I don't know what happened in the end, but they're like, well, yeah. And you're like, well, You'd be better off just saying rip it out. It's it's a millstone yeah. round mm. my neck because that's an investment in the business, and from the council's point of view, they wanted to see a return yeah. on mm. that investment that they'd made. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's very very difficult with some of these uh, <laughs> technology. We just kept ours simple. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the one thing that we 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 have been educated on is keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it basic. Yeah. It don't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. The old, the old kiss uh, principle, basically. Yeah. 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 It, it's it, it, to a point. Our system is quite boring. <laughs> 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 like once it's up and running, it, it's it's nothing much to. It just replicates itself. And, yeah. Yeah. And that and uh, it's like yesterday we had a sort of annual budget meeting with the, all the other members of the group and and that that I find fascinating because you could we we learn. Because we're we're quite a close group, so we actually divulge quite a bit about our finances, mm. um, and that and uh, it, it is we learn a lot. So some years you you can be quite low down the scale, but you can learn see so much from the others that have actually done it right. Mm. Mm. And sometimes it's not that you've done anything wrong; it's just pure circumstance. And sometimes yeah. you can get and that when it comes to communicating, talking to one another, that. Discussion group is so important when you're when things are going wrong. Mm. Yeah, you could. I've gone to the meeting before now, and I think oh, I can't take any more of this. And you get there to find that everyone else is moaning about the weather, mm. <laughs> and they've got all the same problems that I've got. And suddenly, yeah, Doesn't my feel problem so hasn't isn't there irrelevant anymore because everyone yeah. else has got it. Yeah. So actually, what am I worried about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lovely, lovely attitude. There. Yeah, I yeah. guess some, I was going to say sometimes with the kids, you're thinking, oh, God, here we go. And then you talk to someone else. And it's like, <laughs> oh, there's actually, oh, don't feel quite so bad now that they're having exactly the same, yeah. know, whatever it is at that point. At least they're not door slamming with the girls. When you started talking to other parents, they had the same problem. And they said, well, well, I've done the door exercise, and some of them copied it. And they said, it stopped, it worked. Well, it's, nice. it's a different way of thinking about it, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> and they can have it back when they learn not to slap. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Slam my door. Yeah. So, uh, no, no, it, it, it is. Uh, yeah, but, that, that, but there's so much intricacy within the industry now, and we're trying to please so many people, whether it be our milk buyers with their farm assurances and the, the, the carbon secret, um, the carbon side of it, mm. with our se- sequestration, yeah, and all that, and. 
it is and a lot of the time I'm now spending more and more time sat behind a computer mm. which I don't particularly like <laughs> rather than being outside just to satisfy people's needs yeah and uh, and um yeah some of it is very important but uh some of it is. but, but what, you what want, you yeah you do yeah. wonder yeah yeah but yeah. what you were saying about the agriculture industry I've always if you if you put it into context the amount of money that the the cash flow that or the the whole sort of like amount of money that goes in you could actually you were talking about your accounts yeah I mean if you had a, a normal person in the city and trying to understand what you actually pay out every single month it's like frightening amount of money oh yeah and 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 we've and and it's what what's very important to understand with this is that you guys are really really good financial managers yeah. otherwise you wouldn't be there yeah. and you you're running this business that is like incredible and you've got to actually have that expertise yeah. and that's not something we, we were taught a little bit about it when we were students but it certainly wasn't the emphasis and I've actually often said to farmers sons or daughters that want to go in, into agriculture tell you what you need to do go and do a business degree yeah. Don't worry about the agriculture. Dad will teach you. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to learn. I, I, I got to think back when I went to college. The things that I learned probably best at college was, you know, doing the books and all of that kind of stuff. I can just imagine trying to my old man trying to teach me that would have just been oh, an no, absolute nightmare. No. It just would not have worked. No. Whereas it, it was an environment where yeah. you you could do it. But I mean, you're talking about that. I know a flip side of that. I was just thinking of another example in Oz. Most of the people I knew before they came home, they were told to go and get a trade first. Mm. So whether it was a plumber or a sparky yeah. or, yeah. or, or chippy, whatever it was, get a trade first. So if the farm didn't work or I suppose they had yeah. bad years or drought yeah. whatever they could go and get work off farm and they yeah. you know which they, they, they if they just all they'd ever done is agriculture they yeah. never would have had that I, I worked for a company that basically employed predominantly agriculture related people they yep. were not agriculture and they said the reason I do that he said I can give you a job today yeah and you'd go off and do it. I won't get a phone call from you. If it has a problem, yeah, you're solving it. You're solving it. Yeah. But the next day, I can send you off to do a different job, yeah. and you won't moan about it. Yeah. Yeah. And he says it's right. quite a unique industry. It is. Where, yeah. where you can, and you know, the daughters worked at a local um, restaurant, then a hotel, and was talking to the owners of that. And she said, We could tell all the farm kids that come here and work. Yeah. They only go home when the job's finished. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else goes home. If it's three o'clock, they they're go gone. Yeah. And yeah. whatever the yeah. job is, yeah. they'll do it. Yeah. Do it. it, it doesn't stay, matter. They stay yeah. to the end. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've, I've heard that a bit in Oz with the mines, because obviously you get the fly-in, fly-out yeah. mines or whatever. And I've always been told the people that do the best are usually the kids that are off a farm, because they're used to the hours, they're used to the work, and they and buckle, do anything. They'll buckle yeah. down, get on yeah. with it, and also they don't then go once they're on their weeks off, blow it on whatever they happen to be. And they and yeah, I've known a few kids that have then gone on to mines and done very well because of it. They get yeah. paid good money, but they're they're used to work and they just get on with it. Yeah, it, mm. it is, uh, and that's what I like about farming is everyone the character. Yes, yeah, oh absolutely. yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, um, well, I'm looking at one now, Neville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm all over the place half the time. I, I, it, it's, uh, I know, and I keep changing the subjects. <laughs> but that's fine. That's what we're here to say. Yeah, 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 but my, 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 my heart is in agriculture and farming. And, and uh, I just like to see 
the next generation bringing up through. You know, I think it's going to be some fun times ahead in yeah. the next tw- decade. Some of the youngsters are going to. There's going to be. It's going. Everything's in the mix at present, and I think. Yeah. What what the what the way the politics are going and the yep. way farming will end up going will be good two different directions. Yeah, yeah. I mm. think, think they've all got bogged down. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. as much as I hate to say it, because I think we could keep going for a lot lot longer. <laughs> Looking at how long we've been going, <laughs> it's probably time we sort of draw this to a close. Uh, so I um um yeah. Any last words of wisdom, Neville? Uh, Words of wisdom, don't be afraid to try anything. And mm. if you fail, don't worry. Because at the end of the day, you've learned. Do you know what? That's very true because obviously I started chewing the cud not quite two years ago. Mm. At the time, I had a couple of job offers from elsewhere there. And it was just like, I just got to give it a go. And I know, I know my other half was a bit nervous because obviously you've got to worry about the money and whatever else. But I was like, I've got to give it a go. I'd much rather give it a go. And all right, I would have been upset if I'd failed, but I'd rather give it a go than in be in one of those jobs now, two years later mm-hmm. going, I wish I'd given it a go. I wish I'd given it a you go. You die knowing now, you see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so to- yeah, I totally agree. It can be frightening sometimes, but... Yeah. You've just got to give it a go. And it's, you do surprise yourself what you're capable of, mm. especially when you're up against it. Mm. And that, that that really makes you sharpen yourself a bit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah definitely. Mine is investigate all ideas. Because yeah. that, that's exactly exactly what you've been sort of speaking yeah. about. Just go, just have a look. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't give up and try it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and you, it's, it's fun. Yeah, so just look at it. It's fun. That's how I look at it. <laughs> and what, what, what have you got to lose? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. So many people get hung up about yeah. worrying what other people are going to think or that. Yeah. Well, actually, most of them are quite jealous of you. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, well, well. It's been brilliant. No, 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 no. It has. It's been brilliant. So thank you very much, Neville. So any questions for Neville or any of our guests, obviously email us at podcast at chewingthecud.com. Um, we're on social media, so um, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. So please feel welcome to follow us on there, or if you've got any messages for us, please do. But otherwise, um, I'd like to say thank you to Neville. Mm. Thank um, you. Uh, thank you to Neil. And so otherwise, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. And goodbye from me too. <laughs> thank you very much. Now for the really boring bit, I'm afraid, the legal disclaimer. The information provided during this podcast has been prepared for general information purposes only and does not constitute advice. The information must not be relied upon for any purpose and no representation or warranty is given to its accuracy, completeness or otherwise. Any reference to other organisations, businesses or products during the podcast are not endorsements or recommendations of Tune the Cut Limited. The views of Andrew Jones are personal and may not be the views of Tune the Cut Limited and the views of Neil Gregor are personal and may not be the views of Viking Genetics and any affiliated companies. For more information on the podcast, articles and details of services offered by Tune the Cud Limited, visit www.tunethecud.com. Thank you and goodbye.